Hey everyone, this is Gwen Carr and Ode, and this time we have Storm Fairy Wolf with us. Thank you for taking this time and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Um, well, bit way back in 1971, I was born. Um, <laughs> I have been, um, I'd like to say I've been a witch my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, my little tongue-in-cheek joke, not joke, is that um, when I was two, I told my mother that I was going to grow up and be a witch. <laughs> and um, I always, whenever anybody interviews me, I have to start with this story. It didn't start because I wanted to empower myself, you know, in the mm-hmm. woods or anything. I watched episodes of Bewitched. There and you I go. loved Samantha Stevens mm-hmm. and, and Dora as my girl. Yeah. And um, so that's how that started. But I was just really kind of inexplicably drawn to, to magic, but specifically witchcraft. There was just something about witchcraft. And I knew that the stories were wrong, that witches were not evil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just because of Samantha Stevens, but there was just something in me that I just felt like, no, 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 this is something that is me and this is what I want to do. But it really kind of stayed in the realm of fantasy for many years until I was a, you know, a young teen and I actually found books from people <laughs> who were practicing this crazy thing, you know. And um, that's when it really kind of clicked for me, like, oh, this is viable, you know, right? So I started reading everything I could when I was 14. I made up my own ritual of dedication to the goddess Diana. I went out into my suburban backyard under the full moon and did this ritual. Part of it was cutting an apple crossways so I could mm. see the, the star <laughs> right. in it. I still have that apple core, oh, you know, um, to this day somewhere. But no, I, I just really just was always drawn to the craft. In my later teen years, I would actually find groups of people who were practicing. And so I uninitiated into a couple different strains of modern witchcraft and then most notably the fairy tradition Mm -hmm. which is what I primarily teach and practice Mm -hmm. um, to this day. Very cool and we actually uh, reviewed the forbidden second book in the series you have betwixt and between and then the forbidden mysteries of fairy witchcraft. Yes. Both of those are brilliant books. Thank you. Um, yeah, they, very, very high much. quality books. Very yeah. high quality books. They were definitely a labor of love. What and what was the reason behind? Did you just was it you wanted to teach about the, your tradition and the, what you taught in these books, or was there a specific lead up to why you wrote these books? Yeah. So um, the main motivation for me to write those books was I wanted there to be a historical snapshot mm-hmm. of what my experience was mm-hmm. coming into and training in the fairy tradition, which for the most part was quite open. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of material that was just open, but we almost more than other traditions, I think, were a little bit more nebulous Mm -hmm. i will say and that's caused some internal friction because some of the lineages of our tradition are very uber secretive Mm -hmm. i remember one woman still mad that starhawk published the spiral dance in 1979 (laughs) i was like well that ship sailed (laughs) nothing i can do about it you know (laughs) but most of the stuff was given to me as open you know and so but some people are very very secretive and i saw what i perceived to be a type of revisionist history Mm-hmm. Whereas people like me who were open, people people were starting to say, oh, well, that's new, and you're an oath breaker, and, you know, mm-hmm. all the insults start flying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. That's not okay, right? Yeah. Plus, our history, our personal history has been so convoluted with some stuff that's not so nice, mm-hmm. like a history of sexual abuse, mm-hmm. you know, within our tradition. For the most part, I can't say that that's not still happening, I don't know, but for the most part, that was perpetuated by one particular priest who has since passed away. Mm-hmm. But but it really caused a lot of schism, you know, within the tradition. Mm-hmm. 
I really wanted there to be more of a historical snapshot to say, mm-hmm. well, no, this was my experience of fairy, and it was more open. And even even with that idea, I remember we had spoken to the late Cora Anderson, who was one of the founders mm-hmm. of the modern fairy tradition. And she had said to us that, well, most of our tradition wasn't secret. You know, most of it was open. We had a few secrets, right? Mm-hmm. And so those very few secrets, you know, I, I will still keep secret because sure. that's what I pledged to do. But I'm not going to put other things into the secrecy box, mm-hmm. including people's behavior. And that was something, too. And, you know, when I actually called out a sexual predator priest in our tradition, that's when the charge of Oathbreaker came about. Oh, you're not protecting mm-hmm. your brothers and sisters of the craft. I'm like, no, 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 I actually am. Mm-hmm. You know, right. but I didn't interpret that oath as meaning protect other fairy initiates only. Right. I took it as protect your brothers and sisters of the craft. And to me, that's everybody in the craft. Right. Especially the students who are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And back then, if you found a teacher in fairy, and then you later found out maybe they weren't so nice, you were kind of stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no resource. So I want to say around 2000, maybe 2003, somewhere in there, it's all a blur. My husband and I started a website, fairytrad.org. There's a list of um, teachers there. So you could actually kind of shop around and kind of maybe, you know, contact people and find out, are you somebody that I think that I could work with? Oh, maybe this isn't working. Maybe I could try somebody else. I think that's more healthy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's been kind of like our work you know, in fairy is to make things transparent that need to be transparent mm-hmm. while still maintaining that lineage secrecy. And that's, so that's been a little bit of a tightrope walk, right. but I think that makes it authentic. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. You, you can't just have a blanket answer you know, for it. everything. You have to mindfully respond. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you, and I was just thinking, we probably, for some of our listeners who don't know, is there, can you give us a brief uh, definition like of, of, of what fairy witchcraft is? Yeah. I'll start by saying it's a branding nightmare <laughs> um, because everything fairy, right? It's uh-huh. just like, oh, I will tell people, oh, yeah, I'm part of the fairy tradition. Like this one woman at the store once said, oh, I love fairies and unicorns too. Oh, no. I was like, oh, man, this is not (laughs) what this is. You know, most people, of course, have this idea. And I write about this, of course, especially I think in Betwixt and Between, Mm -hmm. um, that fairy is not all light and Mm -hmm. fluffy like most people think. You know, the whole Disneyfication of fairy. Exactly. My whole thing is like, you know, really like Tinkerbell behind the scenes. You know, I Mm -hmm. think that girl bites, you know, because... Fairies, man. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at the old folklore, mm-hmm. they were scary. Most of the observances that you would have that related to fairies were how to protect yourself from mm-hmm. them yeah. because yeah. they would mess you up. I'm trying not to swear on your podcast. Oh, no, 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 it's no, a podcast. You we are welcome to swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. We were made to be explicit by iTunes because we swore too much. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're fine. Awesome. Well, that's fucking great. I Good. <laughs> you know, but so... Um, but our particular tradition, it is a lineage of witchcraft, of American-born witchcraft. It is separate from Wicca, mm-hmm. although, of course, we can get into that academic debate. You know. <laughs> but Wicca is the umbrella term. Well, well the jury's out. Uh-huh. But I would say, in a nutshell, this is a, an overly broad brush, of course. But um, if we're looking, if we're comparing fairy to Wicca, mm-hmm. Wicca would be more of like a fertility-based mm-hmm. religion. And fairy would be more of an ecstasy-based religion. We don't really have gender roles. All of our gods and goddesses are all androgynous because we recognize that all the spirits, there's no such thing really as gender as we experience it. 
here in the physical, and even here in the physical, we're recognizing now that's more of a spectrum. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a gender binary. That kind of thinking was really, my opinion, more training wheels, you know, to kind of get us to where we are now, Mm -hmm. which is kind of this birth of a new consciousness. I feel like fairy tradition really lends itself well to that type of new consciousness because our ultimate goddess form or god form, you know, we often poetically refer to as the star goddess. Mm -hmm. And as my friend Thorn Coyle, another fairy writer, has said that our goddess is pre-gender while our god is post-gender. And so with that, we get a a whole spectrum, and I feel that it's much more inclusive. And there's still some work to do there. There's still a lot of, I think, Wiccanization, you know, that goes into, because people will default to, oh, goddess and God, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's fine, but that's not going to work for everybody, Mm -hmm. and we're recognizing now, oh, we need to kind of open things up and expand. Oat experiences this quite a bit as a non-binary person. Yeah, anytime I'm in an open ritual. Yeah, going to open rituals. Just spontaneous gendering. It's fine. Right. (laughs) And it's it's been an issue. For this ritual, I will be a woman. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. But then then you always, like, you know, are you going to break the... Right, yeah, if specific gender roles to perform specific actions, to what extent does my participation in that ritual in one role or another interfere in the process of that ritual? Right, I hear you there. I I mean, it's certainly something to be aware of, Mm -hmm. but I think the more important thing is obviously we need to create systems that are more inclusive. Because, you know, and I don't want to get down on anybody's religious Mm -hmm. practice, right? Right, Because you're going to find what's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. The problem that I often have with that particular mindset is they really often want to put it onto you too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, 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 you have to do that. Well, magic doesn't work unless you have a man and a woman. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. girl, let me tell you, <laughs> 50 shades of wrong. <laughs> that is not how that really works. But that, that can work for you and that's powerful magic. I'm not getting down on that. Yeah. But as a gay man, that does not work for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I also recognize at some point, you know, people will say, oh, well, as a gay man, you know, well, it's internal. We're balancing the internal male and female. I'm like, uh-uh. Let's stop right there. You're still enshrining a heterosexual mm-hmm. relationship as the be-all, end-all. To me, I'm recognizing there's no... Again, this is just for me, not for anybody else, but I don't recognize male energy and female energy. Mm-hmm. I recognize energy, but then we will culturally project our expectations yeah. onto that. And then we're oh, it feels like female or it feels like male. Well, maybe it would be better to say projective or receptive, mm-hmm. right? Plumbing and polarity do not equate. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I think those are things that we definitely need to hear more about from teachers such as yourself. Yeah. And from the books that you write. And you have a lot of more books, right, from Betwixt and Between. Those were the first two that I got through an actual publisher. I've Mm -hmm. self-published a bunch. I think I've done six books now. Mm -hmm. My first was The Stars Within the Earth, Mm -hmm. um, which is a book of um, poetry Magical poetry, um, some spells, all inspired from my work in fairy. Um, I did write three books on the three levels of Reiki. Mm. Um, I'm blanking now. What are they called? Um, (laughs) um, Awakening the Blue Lotus, Becoming the Blue Lotus, and Mastering the Blue Lotus. I feel like there's something else in there, too. I did edit a book that's now out of print that is um, By Which I, which was actually um, a collection of articles from the old, now defunct magazine that I used to edit called Witch Eye, which was all about magic in the fairy tradition. Oh, okay. But, the, but these two books, through Llewellyn, are my first non-self-published. Those are the ones. Okay. So. And so, Do you have a new one coming? Yeah. Um, I'm, any, as any a typical, projects? I'm working on like three different books right now because mm-hmm. I'm a Pisces, and so I'm always like all over the map, so yeah, we'll see feel, what happens. I feel you. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know which one is actually going to, 
take off. Materialize. Um, okay. Yeah. So I've, I've, yeah, I've got three things going on. I, I was also kind of maybe not focusing as much on that now just because I wanted to take a break. Those two books were kind of tomes mm-hmm. and it took a lot out of me Yeah, and I'm very glad that they're done Yeah, and I'd like to do something more fun. And, um, but I'm also just focusing on our business and, you know, trying to make sure the store sticks around and yeah, all of that. Tell us a little bit about, about that. that. Yeah, tell us about the store. And where it's so located. we have a store, it's called the Mystic Dream and it's in Walnut Creek, California. And if you've ever been to Walnut Creek, California, you wouldn't believe that it would be there because it seems like it's kind of a conservative kind of she-she money place. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, not only Nordstrom's, we've got Neiman Marcus, we have a Tiffany's down the street, okay. you know, I'm like, I, what? No, I, I can't afford that. You know, that's crazy, right? But we're like the one of the last little holdouts, you know, little hippie store, right? But the store has been there. We're about to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Oh, wow. We're the third generation of owners. That's wonderful. Um, I started there as a clerk in 94 with the original owners mm-hmm. and just kind of stuck around and then um, left for a little while and then heard that the second owner was selling and three months later we owned it. It was very weird. Never expected that at all. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. This is definitely what I one of my, one of my life goals, of course, was not only write a book about witchcraft, but mm-hmm. own a magical witchcraft store and travel around the country teaching. And all of those things have come to pass. Congratulations, we have those same goals. Yeah, so, so they're good goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're good, good goals. goals. They're yeah. good goals. So if you can do it, we can do it. Hopefully. Yes, because <laughs> I I will say, I mean. I didn't plan for it. I, I, I don't want anyone to look at my life, though, and say, oh, that's a good model to follow <laughs> because it wouldn't be. I can't imagine that this would automatically work. I'm still amazed that it worked for me because yeah. I didn't plan for it at all. I was just doing my own thing and having a good time, and then it fell in my lap. And sometimes I'm told that's a Pisces trait, too. And some, <laughs> some people get mad at me for it, but, you know, hey, there, yeah. here we are. So. so if people want to find you on the Internet, how do they do that? You can um, Google Fairy Wolf, as long as you spell it right, F-A-E-R-Y-W-O-L-L-F. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I don't really answer stuff on Facebook so much because I just get spammed like crazy. But I'm, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Insta. And you know, so I'm people, trying to if do they things. want to kind of keep website. up with what you're doing. I have a website, fairywolf.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you're in store. bad need of updating. <laughs> your store ships products? Yes, we do. Yep. So they, do. somebody could go to your store's website and order stuff and have them shipped to them? Yep. Not yes. everything, of course, because right. we do a lot of like crystals and even like larger pieces. Yeah. Okay. There's no way I'm going to be able to yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. do that. But yeah, people are certainly, if you come to the San Francisco Bay Area, come to Walnut Creek. We actually have Bay. listeners out there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have people who actually. Oh, good. Come to us. my store. That's yeah. right. Please, please. Well, thank oh. you for joining us for this interview. Absolutely. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I really have a good time. Busy, so. Yeah. yeah. And, running everything. And thank you for running for this event. We've yeah. had a wonderful time and for uh, allowing I'm, us to be a part of it. I'm so glad to hear that, you know, especially when it's like the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, always wondering how it's going to happen. And But I've seen so many smiling faces and people have really enjoyed the rituals and the, mm-hmm. and the workshops. And that's really a blessing because of course, you know, as much as we can talk about like problems in the pagan community, mm-hmm. I think one of the main problems is that we don't have enough of it. We, we yeah, need to right. get together and, and really create these spaces where we can share our magic and we can share ourselves mm-hmm. and, and get to know each other. A little that's bit right. So to me, that's a victory, you know? So even, even if we only had like two people show up, as long as people are actually making those connections, that's really all I can ask for. Yep. Exactly. So I'm, I'm very pleased. So I'm so glad you're having a good time. Yep. We are. <laughs> all right. We'll let you go. 
Yeah, but thank, thank you, you again. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, guys.